Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance, and today I am super thrilled to introduce Eduardo Velaro, who is the artistic director of Ballet Hispanico, choreographer and also a former principal dancer. Based in New York, Ballet Hispanico is, one, is America's leading Latino dance organization which celebrates and explores Latino cultures through innovative dance. And this year the company is celebrating their 50th, 50th anniversary. So super excited. Hi Eduardo, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi Savannah, thank you so much for having me with you today. So you're currently um, at your studio, is that right? That's right. We are at the studios on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. We've been here since 1970. Wow, that is a very, very long time, isn't it? Yes, and you know the the organization went from two. We were <laughs> we were two carriage houses from the 1930s next to the oldest working stable in New York City. Um, and when I was a dancer, the horses were still there. So our street was an interesting mix of people and animals. So we've been there and the, the organization w developed up. And uh, now we have seven beautiful studios that we work with. Wow, that's a huge growth, isn't it? My goodness. Huge. Wow. Huge. Well, let's talk about this 50-year history then. Let's go sort of right back to the beginning, as you mentioned, in 1970. Um, how did the how did the ballet company start, or how did the company get off the ground? Well, our founder Tina Ramirez took over a studio of her mentor Lola Bravo. Tina, Lola was a flamenco dancer specialist extraordinaire, and Tina was her pupil. And Tina was also another flamenco dancer extraordinaire. And so she um, she wanted to drop the studio, and she said she asked Tina if she would take it, and she did. And then the studio slowly grew into a handful of wonderful dancers. And then Tina saw the need for representation on the stage um, for, you know, at that time we were called Hispanic people. Um, so for Hispanics, we, she really wanted that access for good quality arts training and dance and also performances. So I, I think it was a, a revolutionary movement. If you think of a woman uh, Latina in the 1970, just saying, I'm going to do this. It's really extraordinary. Um, and this is at, you know, at, at the tail end of another cultural revolution, which was, you know, we were just coming out of all the um, racial um, changes that were going on in the country. So it's interesting to be speaking with you today uh, because we're in a very similar position again yes sadly enough we are um and well it's great that the company is still around and has this incredible foundation that has built been built on over over the decades and before mm -hmm. you became the artistic director the only second artistic director of the company you were a principal dancer with the company as well Tell me, yes. how did, yeah, how did you first get into dance? Let's let's go right back. Well, <laughs> whoa. Um, well, you know, I was an, I'm an immigrant. I'm from Cuba. My family came over 
1969. And, you know, I, uh, as corny as this might sound, I will always say that dance saved me. I, we grew up in the Bronx. I saw a lot of my friends that didn't make it through. It was a difficult time. You know, New York City in the 70s was literally and figuratively burning. Um, there was lots of um, crime and drugs. And in, if you leave, lived in places like where I lived in the Bronx, your chances, just the percentages went really low. And so I found dance through a musical theater role in eighth grade. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. And I was supposed to dance with my blanket and I choreographed a little dance and that's it, hooked. And then my um, little Billy Elliot story, you know, started. I also hid from my parents. I started looking for places to dance. I got scholarships. Um, and, you know, after a lot of great training, I was at the Ailey School for a while. I went to the Graham School. Um, I graduated at Adelphi University with a scholarship there. I went to Tina Ramirez's um, Ballet Hispanico to take a class. And she saw me and she offered me a job right then and there. Wow. And you just reel off those names, you know, Martha Graham and the Ailey and, you know. <laughs> but tell me about those experiences. Um, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. I have the honor and privilege to have been in those rooms with these giants. I remember Ailey coming into a jazz class and watching us. And of course, you know, my stomach sunk all the way down to my toes and you couldn't really think, but you had a, you were still wanting to dance, wanting to twirl, right? Um, or when Graham would walk into our men's class and your back just stood up to elevations you never thought possible. Um, it was really remarkable to be at the time when these um, giants were still among us. Um, and, and it was a great time, you know, uh, it was very different. We didn't have technology, so we didn't have uh, the internet either. So there was a lot more, um, I feel, and that's just my opinion, I feel there was a lot more coming together. People came together to talk about what happened in, in rehearsal. People ate together. People drank more together. I mean, it still happens. It's not that it's not happening. But there was a camaraderie that was shared um, that was very tactile, right? And um, I think we miss some of that right now. I mean, this generation has its own way of doing that. But I thought it was a really extraordinary uh, time for me growing up in, in New York City. And after this extraordinary experience um, and having these incredible influences, you founded your own company. Tell me about the, the decision to, to do this and also the experience of creating your own company. Wow. Um, I don't know if we have time, but I will <laughs> I'll try and be. It, it, um, you know, I was moved from the get-go for these people who did these wonderful things, like Ailey, like Tina, who started companies. And I, I got to a point, I was dancing, we toured the world. Um, it was wonderful. I worked with many incredible choreographers and, you know, I, I got a little itchy, <laughs> which, which tends to happen. So I left. I did a master's. I didn't know what I want to do. Maybe go into teaching, maybe, um, you know, really focus on pedagogy. But I went. I did a master's at Columbia College in Chicago, 
um, because I also wanted to get out of New York. Remember, I, I came to the States and New York was everything until I started traveling with the company. So I said, I'm going to go somewhere else. So I went to Chicago and, you know, the stars always align. And there was a need in Chicago with this huge Latino um, population for representation. So I started a dance company after I finished my master's. And it was blood, sweat, tears. You know, you, I, I used some savings that I had. I, I did it all. So I, I, um, I built a board. I built a company. I built a reputation. Um, and so, you know, you started um, accumulating entrepreneurial skills that maybe were there but were a little dormant. And, and you start realizing that um, the passion that we have as an artist is really the passion everyone should have in anything they do. Um, but we are so connected to it as dancers. We, we, we feel it in, through our bodies. So um, it was a great, a huge and wonderful task to have a vision and a voice and then have a community um, fall in love with it, support it, and urge it on. There are a thousand stories, yes. but that's pretty much it in a nutshell. And in addition to uh, running your own company, you have also choreographed for many years. Tell me about that aspect of your the work that you do. Uh, I, you know, it was for years of starting that company, it was built around my work. And I wanted to do exactly what Tina did with giving access. Um, I'm interested in uh, really showing the world the diversity of what people now call Latinx, Latino, Hispanic, the intersections also of these this diasporas that came to build us. There's a lot of baggage with colonization and all of that good stuff, fine. But there's beauty in there that we should celebrate so that we don't um, put people in boxes. And everyone who, who sees, uh, you know, a, a mariachi band or a flamenco, that it's not just that, that everyone gets to have a conversation in the audience and then sees themselves reflected on stage. And so I, I started playing with, I did a lot of interdisciplinary work, um, worked with visual artists, I worked with uh, wonderful, amazing Latino um, uh, artists, uh, singers and writers and composers. Uh, it was really wonderful. And so what I'm trying to do with Ballet Hispanico is continue in that vein. I really want to nurture um, young Latina and Latinos in leadership roles of choreography, of um, artistic direction. Uh, it's just to get a voice in there. Um, and a lot of, I mean, we have a beautiful program that's an all Latina program. It's only um, Latina choreographers. We have, as a, as the leader of this organization, I think I have an, uh, a responsibility to continue to give access to those who don't have it. Absolutely. Um, couldn't, couldn't agree with you more, and it's so great to hear that. And I just want to sort of go back a little bit and into yes. this moment when you were given the opportunity to become the artistic director. Oh, my goodness. Having danced with the company before, tell me about what it, what it was like uh, at that moment to, 
to step into the role? Um, it was terrifying and exciting and surreal. Um, and I, um, I could never, I mean, n never in my life, honestly, did I ever think I would be the director of this company that I love that I was in for so many years. Um, and, uh, to this day I walk in through the door and, and I'm like, is this still happening? Uh, it, it is, you know, un poco loco because, uh, you, it's your mentor. Tina was my mentor. And, um, you know, because I, I'm, I'm an immigrant also, I, I, I had to learn the thread of connection because I was extracted from my homeland. So you lose that, um, that things do have, are cyclical and circular and that you can connect. You lose that ability to understand that because you're torn. Um, and so this was a moment for me to see, to really see, oh my gosh, things really do come full circle. And you must support people, and you never know who's the next person. And coming into this 50th anniversary, when you look back, are there some special highlights over the last, you know, since 2009 when you've been at the helm of the company? Do you have any special moments that really stand out for you? Uh, I do. I do. Um, you know, I could, I'd be lying if I didn't say we, we performed for... Uh, Hispanic Heritage Month at the White House um, and met President Obama. And that was really spectacular um, and memorable and will continue to be. And it wasn't just because of him. It was because of the time and, and the, the, the leadership there. And it was a time that something interesting was happening um, and we were part of the mix. And that felt very important. Um, besides that, you know, we've been doing a lot more travel in Europe. And um, there were many firsts for, since I've been here, for that. Um, you know, we went through, we've been through Germany, we were in um, Scotland, we, uh, it, it continues to, to evolve um, in Serbia. And so I think it's really important because that cultural exchange and interaction for a culture that's not so visible there, it's great. And the audiences are just blown away um so so those are two of those there, there there are many i have a list but those are being able to have a lot of firsts in the organization has been really terrific and even artistically being able to have a lot of firsts like an all-female latina um, program or you know the work of william Forsyth coming into the um repertory which was something that tina had wanted for years um, and we can talk about that a little bit more if you want, but it is spectacular um, to, to see those things happen in front of me. Well, yes, of course. I'd love to hear more about, you know, foresight being added into your repertory, as you say. Please tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Tina, uh, Tina was always uh, looking for choreographers that that really moved her and moved the needle about foresight. The interesting thing about foresight is that he, in, in really removing so much and uh, reconstructing classicism, you know, he, there's something he removed in there. I feel that's the hierarchy that we find sometimes in ballet. You know, he really shed that. And then that means that, and he used so many different types of dancers, dancers that moved him, 
And I think that's so beautiful in how you move a, um, a genre forward. Um, and he continues to do that. I mean, working with visual art, he's very interdisciplinary also. Um, and so for, I think that Tina was so brilliant in thinking that's what a Latinx or Latino dance company should also have, because we should be able to say that, that that's what we do. We, de re we deconstruct and reconstruct. Um, and so, uh, I, I went after him and I sent a, an email to his people and I was like, you have to come see these beautiful dancers, please. And I am so thankful to him. Uh, he sent someone, the, per, the reconstructor, Noah Gelber saw the company and said, wow, okay, I need to work with them. So we invited him in the studio and he picked three casts and we're doing a duet from New Sleep. And he's like, they're, they're gorgeous. We're good. We're good to go. And, and it's an exciting thing because I also personally love the work of um, Mr. Forsythe. Um, so it's an exciting thing to be able to showcase that amongst all these other um, artists that are continuing to push the boundary, not only of our, of our, um, of our genre, but also culturally. Absolutely, I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit um, mesmerized actually, and that uh, <laughs> when you said about also the threads, it's a, they're interesting they're interesting threads, and you, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the dancers that you said you know they came and saw these wonderful dancers. Tell me about um, the dancers in your company and what do you look for for dancers joining your company. So um, this, this, I'm going to mix this question up with like, what was it when you first came here? <laughs> you know, it, it takes a while. Um, each artistic director, each artist, each choreographer, and that's one of the things I was coming in as a choreographer as well, um, selects, uh, has an aesthetic about a dancer. And I had to learn how to take my aesthetic and also bridge it with what, you, what the history of Ballet Hispanico. And Tina had this amazing ability to choose these very full character dancers that really spoke to an audience. Um, so then I had to combine that with some of the things I was looking for to have a, a very eclectic dancer that can really do a lot of interesting repertory, different repertory. And so that took a good, well, I've been here almost 11 years I think it took a good five years to cement that and still have wonderful dancers, but slowly grow, bring in those dancers. And then I think right now we're at the, the nice place. I, I'm very proud of them. I look for dancers that are, um, like I just said, have big character, you know, big personalities on stage that don't, that don't make the, um, the artistry overwrought, but really ask you to join them on stage. Um, you know, without too many facials, of course, right? It's not about this. It's, it's about here, your heart. Um, and it's those big personalities that you, with those big hearts that you really see them on stage. And then I really like a well-trained um, dancer with a classical bass. I, I, that's how I was brought up. Um, that's how, how I was trained. Uh, and I think when you talk about, you know, being able to um, do a wide repertory you need that. You need to be able to understand form and shape and everything that the classical um, syllabus, of the, I'm sorry, the classical um, idiom really 
teaches you. Um, so I like that. And then I like dancers that are also willing to be teachers. Uh, it's very important. We are an organization that not only performs, we do a lot of work. When I'm on tour, I, I help train the dancers. This is how you go into a community. We have to do this work. We have to share dance with the world. It's important. And they love it. And they become amazing um, ambassadors of dance. So it's very, all, all of that. That's a lot to ask for an artist. Yeah, that is, that is quite a lot. You mentioned um, you know, teaching and education there. Tell me about the Ballet Hispanicos. Have they got a ballet school, a dance school? We do. We have a, a school, a thousand um, young people a year from ages 2 to 17. We're an after-school program. So we don't house any um, dancers. It's not that conservatory model. Um, we've got kids from all over New York City. Um, we have programs in the summer. It's really fantastic. And we continue to grow those programs, which is really great. So looking forward then, tell me about the celebratory program that you've put together to mark this 50th season or 50th program. So w one of the things I did was, again, how do we look back and celebrate, um, but really focus on look at look who, look at where we've come to, from, you know, look at where we are now. And so we have works. The first program is a, um, a work by Nacho Duato, his most well-known Jardy Tankett that's in our repertory, but we haven't done it in a few, quite a few years. So we open with that and then we close with Gustavo Ramirez Sansano. Um, so I bookended so people can see the trajectory of these two Spanish choreographers. And in the middle are these little gems of our repertory. So the first is uh, a, a trio from Graziella Danielle from her beautiful work, Cada Noche Tango. Graziella Danielle is important because she is a glass ceiling shatterer. She was one of the first... Um, and yeah, one of the first Latinas, um, Argentina, she's from Argentina, um, to, to choreograph on Broadway. And so we honor that, and she had a partnership with that. And then um, Vicente Nebrada, who's not spoken a lot about, but in the ballet world, he did incredible work um, and was one of the first South American choreographers to, from the Harkness Ballet, to do work throughout um, uh, the country and the 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 world um, building work. He was a choreographer, so that's the first program. And of I'm sorry, of his work, we're doing two beautiful duets uh, from Batucada Fantastica, really um, physically demanding with samba music. Um, so again, we want to honor that the the beginnings of trying to fuse, you know, these two genres of Latin and ballet. And then the second program is Ramon Ollier, which is another uh, pivotal choreographer for us. He's also from Barcelona, and uh, he did this beautiful work called Goodnight Paradise. The interesting thing about this piece is I did this. I was uh, the first cast. I helped build that work with him. But we, we, had, a, we had a damaging storm here, um, hurricane, that hit Sandy, that hit us and ruined our um, facility, and we lost... Uh, most of our costumes. So this was, I needed to bring this one back and uh, we have, and it's great. And so 
in that this whole idea of um, resurgence, he needed to switch it. So he did kind of an Ohad thing, and he's really changed the piece. It's not the same piece. It speaks to today. He wanted to bring it up to today. This was something that was done in 1991. He was like, nah, now that I have the opportunity with the costumes, let's move on. So it's, re- it's going to be really interesting to look at those pieces side by side someday. Um, and then we have some uh, more nuggets. Um, uh, a work of mine uh, that's honoring Celia Cruz. It's a duet, which is really great. Then the Foresight duet with New Sleep, followed by uh, Tiburones. Annabel Lopez Ochoa, who everyone knows now. Um, and her and I have a very special relationship. We've been working together for a while. She did this work in answer to the um, West Side Story madness that's happening right now. The work is titled Tiburones, which means sharks in Spanish. Um, And it's a very interesting um, reflection on community and and the gaze, how people look at community and give them um, their traits or give them their stereotypes. Uh, And then uh, we we have matinees, performances with Andrea Miller, a fabulous choreographer, um, Annabelle Lopez's Ochoa Sombrerissimo, and closing up is Pedro Ruiz Club Havana, which, you know, it's just like having a beautiful piece of cake, Latin cake. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds amazing, honestly. Sounds I hope I didn't go into it too much. I hope that was okay. Oh, no, that was absolute perfection, honestly. It was amazing. And I wish I was there to see it. It's, uh, we were talking before about how you must uh, bring the company over to London so you can bring that uh, Latino spirit and those wonderful dancers. And that particular, you know, this program would just be extraordinary to, to be able to witness. Um, so let's look forward then. What's yes. the next five, ten years for the company? I, I, well, for the company, uh, I think first for the organization is to cement us as a hub of Latinx um, art research conversation. I've been developing different ways of nurturing um, emerging artists. We have a choreographic institute called Instituto Coreografico. Um, I want to expand that. We have Latinx convenings of dance leaders. And so we want to expand that as well. We have forums in where we talk about race, dance, and culture, uh, bringing in guests that it's important that the artists, that's the thing about our dancers. They're so committed to a lot of this. They are part of all this. Um, Our students get to be in the mix. So I really want to develop that even further uh, and uh, really have a larger impact to the conversation or in the conversation. As far as the company, um, a lot more full-length work. So I have, I'm in plans right now with Annabelle and we're doing a, to close our 50th anniversary of full-length work. Um, And I'm not, I don't know if I can, say who's no, it about that, so. no, no that's okay it's good to keep the secret um, it's, it's, a strong, to reveal. it's about a very strong latina woman i know she just did a work on frida kahlo and i was there in amsterdam to see it it was quite um quite extraordinary so we're working on a full-length work so we want to do more i mean i'd love to have 
um, you know, a, a work for families. We have a lot of families. I'd love to have a cascanues, which is called a, in Spanish is nutcracker, um, but not so much a nutcracker the way we know it. Um, so I think that would be fun. I think that's that's what we do in in dance. We recreate stories, and it's important to keep recreating those stories for who we are now. I mean, I, I love a good swan lake. I love all of that, but not all the time. Yeah. So we need we need those diverse voices in there. Um, and yeah, so that's that's a lot already to ask a, a, a small repertory company that's only done to start taking on these huge projects. Collaborations. We're working. We, we have a long relationship with the Apollo Theater in Harlem. We're working on a live music collaboration with them right now. So I'm, I'm just continuing to push the envelope on how we um, explore relationships with our, our other artists in, in our field. Well, it sounds like you have quite, um, you know, the decade to come. So much to show you now. Yes. So my sort of one of my favorite questions that I'd like to ask, and particularly given your extensive uh, career, not just as you know, someone leading the company, but someone who's danced within the company, what advice would you give to other aspiring Latino dancers or choreographers today who are looking at the industry and looking at the world and thinking that they want to pursue a professional career themselves? You know, I, 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 besides go for it, first of all, um, I, I, I'll give you some words. Um, be relentless. Uh, perseverance comes through um, compassionate stubbornness. I, I think, um, you know, self, um, taking care of oneself is, is very important. But, you know, uh, the, the drive that we have as artists should, uh, is indicative of the drive that we can have in all areas of our lives. And I, I you know, I want these young people to um, attempt because that's, that's, what every, that's what everyone did. That's what Balanchine did, Ailey, all. They, they just got in the studio and figured it out. And I know that, that that's easy to say because there, you know, some people may have had more access than others, but there are those stories that didn't have the access but found it. That is really good advice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we tend to cringe a lot about, oh, will I have this? Don't cringe. Yeah. And it's not about having a tough exterior. It's just about, you know, putting yourself out there and, and demanding to be heard in a very compassionate way. <laughs> I like that. That's absolutely wonderful. So back to um, the 50th, 50th anniversary um, program. Are you touring nationally, internationally? Both. 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 So um, we'll be back in Edinburgh next year. Um, we're in talks with some other presenters, some other theaters. Um, nationally, we have a lot of touring throughout all the areas of the United States. Um, so we're excited about that. Yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. Well, I just want to say for listeners and viewers, check out Ballet Hispanico's website for all of the national and international tour dates of this incredible 50th anniversary 
program and the website is ballethispanico.org and yes. check out the Instagram as well which I was looking at Some wonderful photos of your gorgeous dancers thank you um, that is Ballet Hispanico as well thank you so much Eduardo I really appreciate Joanna, thank it thank you so much it's been a pleasure talking to you oh, thank you well as I said before I hope that you are able to come to London and bring your company here and to be able to share this with the London audience would just be an absolute treat. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.